When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. You know what I could see somebody doing in Las Vegas, Nevada? What's that? Rocking some frosted tips. <laughs> I could see that. Like walking down the strip, all of a sudden some frosted tips walks by. I mean, all sorts of things walk by you when you're walking down the strip in Las Vegas. We did people learn before. The, people have the wrong idea of us. That's not. No, no frosted tips. It's I've a very conservative town. Oh, please. I've been there uh, many, many times. Conservative. Not what comes to mind, at least not with my experience of Las Vegas. We did learn before the show off air in a very private conversation that I am now publicly sharing that Joe Fortenbaugh used to rock the frosted tips. This came up in conversation because our pre-show meeting, I was quite late to, which does not normally happen, James Steele. Right, James, right? I know where you're going to go with this. Oh, yeah, always on time. Always on time, always ready. Okay, at most. This was like 20 minutes late to work. It was a lot. Uh, But I did warn you all in advance, well before work was supposed to start, hey, guys, going to be a little late tonight. I didn't reveal why. James Steele hit me back with a deep Eva Jeff in the group yep. chat, which is a little rude. Uh, and I then well, did first reveal- of all, let's, let's dissect that for a second. Not rude in light of the fact that you were, in fact, being a diva. You were getting your hair did. I was, but I felt like not revealing that at that moment because he hit me with the diva. And I was like, well, accurate. I mean, he doesn't even understand how accurate that actually is. So then when yeah. I showed up to the pre-show meeting, I said, well, guys, actually, uh, I was getting my hair did. And then we somehow got into a very long conversation about hairstyles that Joe and James used to rock. We found out because I said that I was getting my hair highlighted. James revealed that he himself used to be a bleach blonde, apparently, and at one point had red hair. And he even rocked a red streak during the pandemic. An interesting choice uh, from James Steele. You guys don't know James Steele is a man with a very, very long beard and with long hair. So I'm sure it was quite the look. Then we got into a conversation with Joe. Hold on, let me let me add one element to that. If you've ever seen Sons of Anarchy, he's he's Sam Crow. Like he's if, when you <laughs> think Sam before, Crow, yeah. that's James Steele. If you see him and you're like, oh, Joe said he looked like Sam Crow. And then it's like, yeah, that's Sam Crow right there. You wouldn't have been one of the characters that made it to the end. You, you probably would have been knocked off at some point, but you probably would have had a good three or four season run. Yeah, I think so. That's a, that's, that's a good uh, description. That's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, that's a compliment. I, I don't know because I, like I, I didn't watch Sons of Rain Upgrade, so I don't know this reference. Of course not. Of, what, of course why not. Would you? What I do mean. What I do, why would Amber know anything about pop culture? What I do know is that there's zero chance that any of those hairstyles that James Steele has revealed that he rocked looked good. But he was convinced they looked good. And then Joe Fortenbaugh also revealed that he used to have the frosted tips, which surprises nobody. If you know Joe, Joe also was convinced that the frosted tips once upon a time was the look. And I, I don't, I'm here to tell you it wasn't. 
For, well, first of all, new year, new me. So I'm going to take it as a compliment when you say, if anyone who knows Joe Fornball is not surprised at all that he would have frosted tips. Yeah, I had frosted tips. Just like Mark McGrath had frosted tips. And when Mark McGrath was in Sugar Ray, which I, I guess he still is. I don't, I don't, is I don't, that I'm not really still sure. a thing? I don't know. We're going I'm not sure the what the dynamic guy. is. He's early 2000s now. I did see him on TV not too long ago. He, he still looks fantastic. McGrath to a guy like me who was in like late high school, early college, right at the time Sugar Ray was popular. That was probably like what you would consider to be, I don't know, like an extremely good looking guy. Yeah. Was he good looking? I'm sure I had a huge crush on Mark McGrath. I'm sure I had a huge crush on Mark McGrath. And also thought frosted tips were super hot. But I was wrong. Exactly. (laughs) Don't worry about that last part. Don't worry about that last part. But yeah, I was rocking the frosted tips back in the day and I was doing it in. Exactly, oh, wow. right there. They weren't even now, good. Finally, I think this was good back then. Finally, this is still good now. This is good now. Gotcha, it's actually. a nice light song for the summer. I'm not going to say it's a song I'm of the summer, but it's a good light song for summer. And the frosted tips were a big part of this. I rock the frosted tips. Now they told you when you put that stuff in your hair, like 10, 20 minutes. No, 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 no. Not Joe Fornball. I would go for an hour plus. I wanted Ric Flair so white. Yeah, and now I come to find out later in life. Guess what? Losing my hair in both the front and the back maybe didn't make great decisions with the frosted tips and the instructions 20 years ago. Well, and then I asked James if he ever bleached his beard or put hair dye on his beard, and he was like appalled at the suggestion because apparently you don't touch the beard. I don't know. Yeah, no, of course. God forbid, James. Not appalled, but um, like you have different like skin on your face, and so a little more irritable, and that stuff isn't great for. For that area of your uh, you head. So. You're saying your face and your head, which is six inches north, that you're telling me that's different skin? Huh? Yes. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> On the sure same body, huh? That's but, how that works? Correct, yes. Uh, if I'm you not, say so. I'm, I'm, sure I'm gonna call either. I'm gonna call bull expletive on that, is what I'm gonna say. I think you could I think you could and you should put some color in that beard. Well, there's there's a lot of colors in there now. There's gray, um, mostly. There's 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 quite a bit of that now. But oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't, no, I don't think so. Thanks, well, we'll Thanks see about that. Suggestion. You're going to lose a bet to me at some point, and you're going to be coloring that beard, whether you like it or not, pal. Oh, I want that's you to know. A good idea. I'm going to bait you into a bet. I'm mm. going to make you think that you're so confident on some bet, and you're eventually going to say yes, and then you're going to find yourself jammed up in a, between a rock and a hard place, and then it's just going to be about which color Amber put, picks to put in that beard. Oh, that's an excellent idea. Um, I love this idea yeah, that, for our show, and just generally. That sounds, that sounds dumb enough to be me. Yeah, <laughs> and it sounds and, dumb enough to be me too. So and you know what? It does sound Challenge accepted. And 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 based on James's performance last week when he stepped in for you for one day on pizza money, it ain't going to go well for James. And his wife is going to have to adjust to a new color beard. That's not nice of you to say. He made two bets, and just because he lost two of them, that's a small sample size. I have been in this game long enough, James. You're due to bounce back. All you have to do is. Triple your money to make it all back in one shot. It's a very responsible play. Oh, it's what we call the martingale in these parts. Not a responsible play for anyone listening at home. Do it's not, not follow do that not advice. Do not do that. That's terrible advice. But if you <laughs> keep doubling up your money, eventually you have to win one, right? And that's what they always say. Oh, I can't lose 15 blackjack hands in a row. I'm here to tell you that, yes, you can. You can, in fact, lose 15 hands of blackjack in a row. Uh, I I believe you. I believe it. I am very good at walking away from the table, but Vegas did to me what it does to a lot of people the first time I was ever there. I sat down at a blackjack table, won a ton of money, thought I was on top of the world. I think I've been back to Vegas 10 times since, lost every time. That's what Vegas does. It ropes you in. Beginner's luck. 
how, but how is that? Because literally everybody has that story. That they the know. first time they were in they Vegas, know. they won money doing something. Records. I don't How know. is they it know. possible that the people airport, win the, the first time? recognition. They know. They're like, oh, this girl, she's never been here before. Jeez. It was my 21st birthday. She's never been here before. What were you we're playing? We're going to give her a little money, set her up for the next 100 years. What were you playing? Where? No, no, oh, what? Man, what, what game? Oh, Blackjack. Blackjack. Okay. Yeah. So you had some success in Blackjack when you were yeah. 21. And you haven't had any success yet since. Correct. Right. And now, given when I was 21. That'd be insulting was... to your husband and your child because you're married. You had a kid. You got a radio career. It seems like your life has gone quite well yeah, since. I mean, so to say that you've had no luck is quite. I mean, now, you see how I do that you. right there? I can <laughs> Arguable how lucky it's all been, you know? Speaking of luck, you get very more mean. Joe and Amber. Coming in. <laughs> She's, you know what? She's being very mean to you, and she's got jury duty coming up with you as the judge, like usual. Not, she's in a tight spot once again. That she's is not making any segment. friends. Not that a smart a new choice. Segment. The jury pool cannot be tampered with. Oh, We're starting tampered. a new next segment, jury duty. That's next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Rolling along here on Joe and Amber. At Joe Fortenbaugh, that's how you find him on social. At Amber W Sports, that's how you find me. And you can always tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. Time for us now to put on our lawyer hats. Well, I'll put on my lawyer hat because I actually became a lawyer. <laughs> here we go. Drank in law school. But he did graduate. Playing poker. So there's that. Playing poker. We both ended up in the same place, though. So I guess ultimately, joke is on me. <laughs> Let's play some jury duty. All right. It's time to state your case. Welcome to jury duty. This is jury duty with Joe and Amber. This is jury duty with Joe and Amber. The Tennessee Titans. They are up for debate here. James Steele. Are you supposed to set us up for this? Yeah, I can set us up Or are we supposed to jump jump in? Yeah, we're still having trouble figuring out how this whole thing's going to operate. We were waiting for some music. We didn't have music. Yeah, it's my uh, fault. James didn't jump in, so I didn't know what was happening. So I was just rolling with it, guys. No, I'm just so glad everyone's having a good we time were, back there. If you need a we cocktail were. refresher, let us that know. This is the Ooh. second time in the show, in just a two-hour-long show, that James and Nick have been having whoa, too much whoa, fun whoa, behind whoa. the scenes oh, I, to hop on with us. I, last night, you set it up, and then I just asked the question. So if you want me to set it up, then that's what you should have said. It's not my fault. All right, so we were looking for topics tonight, and uh, I stumbled upon this Big Lead article uh, asking if the 
uh, Titans should trade Derrick Henry. And so that's our question for jury duty tonight. We'll start with Amber. Amber, should the Titans trade Derrick Henry? They should not trade Derrick Henry. What we saw from Derrick Henry this past season is that the window is still open. I was as shocked by it as anybody. I don't think that most of us thought that Derrick Henry would still look like Derrick Henry after the injuries, and I think we all expected the Tennessee Titans window to close for a team that's been sitting near the top or at the top of the AFC for quite some time. Derrick Henry, though, showed us this past season that he still, in fact, can be Derrick Henry. And we're talking about a player that they signed to a four-year $50 million deal back in that 2000. 2020 offseason. I'm not suggesting they sign Derrick Henry to an extension, but I am suggesting that they rock with Derrick Henry while this window still exists this upcoming season. The problem ain't Derrick Henry. The problem, frankly, is Ryan Tannehill. If you're going to be moving on from a player, you could move on from that Ryan Tannehill contract, that contract now becoming much easier to part with than it would be moving maybe Derrick Henry. I'm not sure what you'd get at this point anyways for Derrick Henry. You're talking about a 20 nine-year-old back who is expensive even if he is still playing at the top of his game. I think what you do is you move on from Ryan Tannehill to free up a little cap space. You bring in another veteran quarterback if you can. I actually think Derek Carr would be a good fit for that team. You're going to need help in the backfield for him. Derek Henry supplies you that. You have Jeffrey Simmons. Go ahead right now while you have those guys in place and capitalize on this window that still exists. You don't need to trade him away, Joe. Didn't want to come storming in before the sound effects. Am I free to talk right now, yeah. Your Honor? Yes, yes. All right, Your Proceed. Honor. Thank you very much. Um, Amber makes some good points because if the Titans are able to go out and upgrade the quarterback situation, then you'd likely want to hang on to a guy like Derrick Henry. Tannehill's not the guy. Time to move on from him. That's obvious. You just drafted Malik Willis. It's just year one. I don't know what you want to do there. It's not like it was a first-round pick, but do you want to abandon ship on that this quickly? What I would say is, Move on from Derrick Henry, not because you don't love him, not because he's not productive, but because you're not going to compete at the highest level in the AFC next season. You're just not. It's not going to happen. The great Bill Walsh once said, it's better get to get rid of a player a year too early than a year too late. That's what he did with Joe Montana when they traded him to the Chiefs. That's what's happened with a lot of players. Henry still has value because he's coming off a 1,500-yard rushing campaign, but eventually he is going to hit a brick wall. He has carried the ball over 1,200 times the last four years. Okay, He's going to be 30 years old next January, and this isn't a quarterback turning 30 or a point guard turning 30. This is a running back with heavy wear on his legs turning 30. A lot of carries at Alabama as well. Make sure you count those. Now, on top of all of that, how are you going to go out and beat anybody this season? Jacksonville's on the rise. If Indianapolis resolves the quarterback situation, they could be legit. You still got to deal with Mahomes, with Burrow, with Lamar Jackson, with Josh Allen. The list goes on and on and on. Get something for him now so you can build towards the future. Because as good as he is, when he falls off, you are going to get nothing in return for him. And you, and, and it's so close to happening. He's had a great career, but you want to move on from him now if you have the opportunity. Just hasn't happened yet. 
Well, what are you going to do? Are you selling you Bitcoin now? If you sell Bitcoin a year and a half ago, two years ago, you're doing great. You're waiting for it to happen. It's going to get you in a lot the of trouble. The problem resolves itself, though. He's going to be a free agent after 2023, right? Right now, yes, like this upcoming season is going to cost you $16.3 million, and then he's going to end up becoming a free agent on you anyways. It could The problem could potentially resolve itself. I'm not suggesting that they lock him up long-term here with Derrick Henry, but I think that this window still exists for the Titans. Like That's the proof that I feel like was in the put this past season capitalize on the window because i don't know when the window is coming back and what you're suggesting there is, is no window up, you know up. there's no window they're not you're suggesting blowing year. it all up and starting over i am suggesting that you that. are not going to get anything for derrick henry when he's a free agent next year you could get something for him this year get something now you're not winning the afc next season james we already right. know i won order, thank you very much we're in the court all right after careful and thorough Deliberation. Was Amber, there deliber- deliberation loses. or were you That's in Nick? What just, Amber wait, loses. What? <laughs> the court rules in favor of what? Joe and the <laughs> Titans <laughs> training Derrick Henry. This is some. Amber loses. Jury pool. Uh, that is the decision that's that the happening court has here. Made. Were you even Careful listening? You and, and Nick were back there talking about music. Deliberation. <laughs> Amber, you sure make too much fun of him in the buildup to these segments. You got to make fun of him after. You make too much fun in the buildup. He remembers it, and then he comes into this, and this is where Just he gets his a revenge. Ruthless judge. This judge is on the take. I want an investigation. Is that really your hair in the picture you sent us, by the way, James Steele? Yeah, like, that was your hair. hair. It looks like you're wearing a wig because the dye job is so, so bad. Well, uh, it, that it is. did it myself. Well, and that's obvious that you did I don't it have, yourself. I don't have... Amber Wilson uh, has her own island money here. Right. There just, you go. Just, you do. Just uh, little old James. And, <laughs> little old James uh, doesn't have six hours of, to sit in the salon. And a bottle of hair dye <laughs> that I got at Target. Like, what do you want from me here? <laughs> so what I want from you is to rock your natural hair color and never do this again. Uh, your lovely wife is in this picture with you. And boy, are you a lucky man. That's all I can say. She looks That's great. That's true. Uh, my hair looks fine for what it is. Huh? How much does she hate this picture? Uh, I don't. I, I she didn't oh, she like. She didn't like the she hair. Could not this, have liked. Well, when she met me, I had the hair. And it then, looks like you have layers. And she met you, you with layers? this hair. What are we doing? We're layering not, our not, hair. It's shaggy. So, it's layers. So I had I had the There's long blonde bangs. hair when we met, and then I went to the air force, so it all came off. And then whenever I got out of the air force, I went back to it, and she didn't like it the second time around. So oh, wait, hold on. She met you with your hair like this? Yeah. That is a gentleman. I was a rock star. Like Amber. she saw you look like this and she was like, that's the man that I need to be. What with can I say? Animal magnetism. <laughs> is, <laughs> is this picture here that I'm looking at? Is this pre Air Force or post Air Force? Post. post. So the Air Force got their hands on you and then this happened afterwards? Yeah, I, I, I'm foreign out, baby. Someone's got someone's to talk to the Air Force. I don't know who that's got to be, but someone's got to say, look, Air Force. You can't have four years with someone, and then this is what happens when they get back out in the society. And then Give they just go straight back to who they used to be with rocking the terrible hair. The terrible hair. That bad. Oh, I don't know. It's that bad. It's not bad. If it's not that bad, go ahead and post that picture on Twitter. Right, sure. I, I like the picture. I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. I, I think it. Yeah, I mean, what's James Steele's Twitter it's handle? I'm not one to mock it. By the way, do we have a Cordell and Cordell? Do we have to shout out our boys for jury duty? We do. Yes, we do. Amber's too busy mocking. Well, James, right now I'm I'm too busy paying looking attention. up. Uh, it, well, it, right now I'm too busy lo- trying to look up James Steele's Twitter handle because you probably I don't even follow him. I, I'm sure I do. 
Uh, Steele 56 yeah, Boom shakalaka. Like, I follow him, Joe. She probably had the intern she hired to do her social media follow you. It wasn't, James wasn't finally her. put it on my screen. Jury duty is brought to you by the law offices of Cordell and Cordell. We appreciate Cordell and Cordell and everything they gotta, you do. They love me. They should hire me. I'm winning these every night. At J- Again, tampered with the jury pool. At Steel 56 that's how you find James on social media. At Joe Fortenbaugh, that's how you find Joe. At Amber W Sports, that is how you find me. Coming up next, there's going to be more stuff to talk about. How about we do some sports? Maybe the second half of the NBA season? Joe and Amber, the podcast. Another fire song. Act like you've been saying this at the top of your lungs at some point, Joe. Or is that just a female thing? There is no rhyme or reason to the music tonight. I, I kind of dig it because you have no idea what's coming, but goodness, there is no rhyme or reason. Every woman has sang this at the top of their lungs at some point in their lives <laughs> after some guy that, uh, you know, she deserved better. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> she survived. Nick, excellent work there on the ones and twos tonight. Excellent work as well from our producer, James Steele. I'm now sucking up to him. So jury pool tomorrow or jury duty tomorrow. He rules in my favor. But right now we've got burning questions for the second half of an NBA season. James, help us out with this. Yeah, you're not going to trick me uh, with the compliments now. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I know who you are, Amber. All right. I'm gonna try. <laughs> all right. Seems so to be working for Joe. We're heading into. I, it the, does feel like that. Thank you, James. Yeah, all right. Uh, we're heading into the second half of the NBA season, quote unquote, second half. Amber hates whenever we call it the second half. Uh, it's not the second half. Okay, it's like fine, the fine. 20 games that are left. I mean, it's fine, second Amber. half. It used to be all right, second half. Math nerd. All it's, we're conveying a point break. here. It's all right, we're going into the, the, to the final 28% of the season. Correct. No one's yeah, sticking around the radio exactly. show for the final 28% of the season. All right. You got to tease the second half. Second half of the NBA That's season. That's sexy. There we go. Is that sexy? First, yes. First yeah, question. Different things I, don't, I have no idea. First question. <laughs> Can LeBron get the Lakers into the actual playoffs? Amber. No. No, 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 no. Uh, LeBron James is the greatest player of his generation. Might be the greatest player of all time. Uh, that being said, this is uh, not a feat for even an immortal like LeBron James himself. I, I just think that we're talking about, again, not enough time left in the season, guys, because it ain't the second half of the season. They're 27 and 32. They're sitting at 13th in the conference. I know that technically they're still in it. I'm here to tell you realistically, they ain't still in it. Could he get them into a play-in? Maybe, but I think that's even a stretch. Actual playoffs? No chance. This ain't happening. All right, so the odds of him getting them into the actual playoffs are plus 155, which isn't too bad. That's a $100 wager returning 155 in profit. What it really means is that he's an underdog to get it done. See, I like that. When she talks, she gets no music. When I talk, I get the music what in the background. That's a here? big play right there, boys. Big this play. Really ridiculous. sending a message tonight. So with that being said, I let's just slice complimented it. Nick on the music, too. I feel like I've been sucking he, he up did. to Nick, and this is the treatment I get. I mean, they're three and a half ga- games back of the Dallas Mavericks, who are the sixth seed. To get to the 10 spot, which is the play-in, they're only a game and a half back. A game and a half. Or excuse me, two total games. And the teams in front of them, the Blazers, the Jazz, the Thunder, they can get into the play-in. I think that's, that, that's going to happen. Now the question is, once they get to the play-in, do they end up advancing? If you're 9-10, the, the path is obviously far more difficult. 
I'll say yes. I'm going to say James gets him into the playoffs. I think that they've revamped this roster enough. Vanderbilt comes in and helps them on defense. I think they've made the moves necessary to put put it together here that they get into the plane, and then from there, they advance. I don't think they make a deep run, but I do see them in the playoffs. All right, second burning question. Are we on a Sun-Celtics collision course in the NBA Finals? Joe? No, because it seems too obvious. I think the Celtics, while very good, are more vulnerable this year. And and they've been great this year. I had them winning the East last year. It was a nice little cash for me. Now they're the favorite. I don't know. I don't want to buy into my beloved Philadelphia 76ers because they always flame out in the second round. But the Sixers are, like, too quiet. They're just quietly handling their business this year. Milwaukee and Giannis are there. And then with the Suns, we I mean, what do we got? We got 22 games for them to figure it out before the playoffs? That's That's asking them a lot. In a, in a situation where they could face a team like the Clippers in the opening round. So, no, it will not be Sun Celtics. Uh, a collision course suggests that this is a given, and I think that this is very far from a given. I think that what we've learned from the history of watching stars come together is gelling immediately isn't something that is any sort of easy task, and that's what we're asking here from Kevin Durant. Like Joe just said, to gel with Booker and to gel with Aiton and to gel with CP3 in 20-plus games, and come on, it, it's such a short sample size. I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm not saying that they can't win the West. I'm just saying for us to expect it to happen this season might be a little bit premature. Next season I think would be a different conversation. Also, the West is loaded. It's a little hard to figure out with the Clippers, the way that they're playing with Kawhi and Paul George. If they can stay healthy, I could easily say see them uh, in an NBA Finals. The Nuggets, I don't want to disrespect what Jokic is doing. And then of course you have Luka and you have Kyrie and that's not even discussing the grid and the Kings and the Pelicans and well that that seems less likely but you know what I mean these other teams that could be in contention there in the West as well in terms of the East the Seas I, I wouldn't I, I would probably still put my money on the Seas right now but I think the Bucks uh, are really going to give them a run for their money and I agree with Joe man the 76ers have been quietly flying under the radar and playing really good basketball this season all right, third burning question, second half of the NBA season here on Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. How far will Luka and Kyrie get the Mavericks in the playoffs, Amber? How far will Luka and Kyrie get the Mavericks? I mean, I could see... I, I This is a con... I don't... Gosh, this is a hard one to answer because, again, we're talking about superstars meshing together immediately and how difficult of a task that is. Kyrie isn't a contract year. This is the window for them to do it. It's not like Kevin Durant that's under contract for years now with the Phoenix Suns. This is it for Kyrie and Luka. If this doesn't work this season, this ain't working, and it seems like Kyrie would be moving on to the Lakers or somewhere else. This is the time that both of these players have to capitalize on it. I don't think them figuring it out is any small task, but I guess maybe maybe I'd put my money on Western Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals. This is so intriguing because if the playoffs started today, they would draw the Kings. And of all the teams that are currently in playoff positioning, like no one's talking about the Kings. We haven't seen the Kings in the playoffs for 20 years. No one's taking them serious. So either Dallas could bust them up in the opening round or Dallas would get knocked out by the Sacramento Kings, one of the most previously dysfunctional organizations in all of sports. A lot would need to happen for those... Yeah, well, I mean, they're winning this year, so I don't want to call them dysfunctional right now because they finally put it together. I do want to give them some credit. They're a very fun team to watch. I will say one and done. Dallas Mavericks, one and done. 
They'll get into the playoffs. Their defense stinks right now. I don't see it getting any better. They're going to have some issues. They've only got how many games to figure it out. If they go up against a team that's been together with continuity, it's going to be a problem trying to win four and seven. I'm going to say one and done. I mean, Luke has been in a Western Conference Finals darn near himself. That's an excellent point. I probably should have actually thought that one through (laughs) a little bit more. Um, That's one reason that I have the belief is because I have seen it. And now with the addition of Kyrie, I'm not saying that it's enough, though, to get them into an NBA Finals, James. I stand by my proclamation. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a whole second half of the season. They only have like 20 games to, to gel right. together. So, they've got 27% I mean, huge, of the season. It's a huge hurdle realize. to overcome, you know. <laughs> uh, all right, will, will Nikola Jokic win his third straight MVP award, Joe? Only thing stopping this is injury. He's got 22 games to play, which I believe puts him at about 28% of the season remaining. That's a pretty significant chunk. If he avoids injury, he's winning the MVP award. His season this year is incredible. He's currently averaging a triple-double, but when you talk about win shares per 48 minutes, I won't bore you with the nerdy details, but it's a very advanced analytic that points to your value with a team. The only guys in NBA history that have put together better seasons than what he's doing right now are Kareem, Wilt, Jordan and LeBron. That's how good of a season he's having. That's the company he's in. And his team happens to be a number one seed this year. He's winning the award barring injury. This is this is easy for me this season with Jokic. The answer to this is yes. I mean, again, of course, barring injury, fine. But Jokic is winning his third straight MVP award, and I don't even feel like it's controversial this season. Like last season, there was a lot of people out there advocating that Joel Embiid should have won it. I feel like Joel Embiid could be a runner-up once again for the third straight time to Jokic, fine. But I don't feel like the noise is out there that somebody else should win this award over Jokic this season. The numbers are too good across the board in every single category. You also have a season where Kevin Durant, Steph Curry's missed time. Giannis is about to miss, it appears, maybe some significant time here. Luka, sure, but the usage rate is about to go down now with the addition of Kyrie. There's a lot of other players playing well in the NBA. None of them are coming close to playing as well as Nikola Jokic. This one's easy for me this season. He wins his third straight award. All right, real quick, the final one. Uh, This is Joe's favorite. Does Russell Westbrook (laughs) put the Clippers over the top as contenders in the West? Amber. Huh? No. Uh, Although I I think it's a good pickup for the Clippers. I don't have any problem with it. I I talked about it when this trade happened. Like Russell Westbrook, when he joined them, Russell Westbrook was low-key playing better basketball than I think people realize in that six-man role coming off the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers this season. None of the Lakers' problems this season were Russell Westbrook's problems, even though he has kind of been the fall guy for the Lakers now since he joined that team. I think that this is a decent pickup. It makes the Clippers deeper. It's a team that was already, though, very, very deep. This roster from top to bottom is easily, arguably, the best in the NBA. It's all on paper, though, I'm talking about. It's not necessarily in reality. What would put the Clippers over the top is if Kawhi and Paul George can stay healthy. That's the key to the Clippers' success. That ain't a given by any means. It's not a Russell Westbrook conversation. The Eric Gordon acquisition was the key acquisition at the deadline. That's what helps them more than anything. Westbrook coming in is obviously the big ticket item in terms of name and brand value, but Gordon was the better acquisition. Does he put him over the top? No. The moves they made before would be the moves that put him over the top. But I'll say this. I want him to have success here. I've never been the biggest fan of Russell Westbrook. I haven't disliked him, but he works hard. In Washington, he played 
balls out, if I'm allowed to say that, just it, to get that team into the playoffs. Everything he did in Washington, just putting that team on his back with Bradley Beal a couple of years ago, that was a blast to watch. And I don't like how they did him in L.A. with the Lakers. And I know some of that's on him, but I hope he gets some redemption with the Clippers. I really do, because he works really hard on the court. And while his game doesn't necessarily suit what happens in the NBA nowadays, he puts a lot of effort into it, man. He plays really hard. When everyone was hating on Russell Westbrook, I feel like I had the opposite reaction as well. Like, I feel like he got the short end of the stick in Los Angeles, frankly. He became the fall guy for everything, and now I'm rooting for Russell Westbrook. Like, I want Russell Westbrook to end up doing well here towards the end of his NBA career because I just feel like he's taken more heat because of that contract than, frankly, he deserves. And any of us would have taken that contract if our employer had been willing to pay it to us. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business needs from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options progressive commercial makes it easy to get what you need quote today in as little as six minutes at progressivecommercial.com. like seriously how many people hating on russell westbrook if their employer tried to pay them absurd money would be like you know what guys eh, i don't think you should pay me that much because i'm really not going to be that good in a couple of years like i'm turning it down i don't want I'm people to get upset with how much right. i get paid i'm declined you know i've declined a little bit my role here as I get towards the end of my career I'm, I'm gonna turn down all this money you're trying to throw my way please coming up next your turn to weigh in this is when we open up the phone lines to you triple eight say ESPN what terrible style choices did you make in the late 90s early 2000s did you too have frosted tips like Joe Fortenbaugh what second half NBA storyline are you looking forward to most caller roulette is on the way next triple eight say ESPN this is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Joe and Amber, we love your phone calls. Give them to us. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The phone lines are open for you. But first, Joe is going to give you his final betting advice here. Let's do a little bit more pizza money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, from time to time, we like to take some shots on Joe and Amber here, and tonight is no exception. The Honda Classic kicks off in Florida tomorrow. For those of you who may have no idea what I'm talking about, that's the PGA Tour. So we're going to give you two bets on golfers to win. Aaron Wise at 22 to 1, Danny Willett, former Masters champion, at 60 to 1. Wise, it's a good price at 22 to 1. He's one of the favorites this week. It's a weak field. He's at this price because he's missed the cut in back to back tournaments. So we're buying low. He finished 13th here two years ago. He is an excellent putter on Bermuda grass, which is very important when the tour transitions to Florida. For Danny Willett at 60 to 1, he's coming off a very strong outing at Riviera. He plays very well in the wind. He plays very well in Florida. So your final two pizza monies of the night these are futures bets on the Honda Classic. Aaron Wise at 22 to 1 and Danny Willett at 60 to 1. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. The phone lines are open. This is your chance to chime in. Triple H, say ESPN. Let's spin the wheel. Mike. Mike is in Manhattan. Mike, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? What's up, guys? I just want to talk some NBA playoffs. I think this is going to be the most uh, wide open and, I think, great playoffs. Uh, One thing on Phoenix and then on the East, 
I think losing Michael Bridges and their best shooter, uh, who's their best defender and their best shooter, Cam Johnson, is really going to end up biting the Suns. So I don't think they're going to come out of the the West. And as far as the East, I think the East is wide open. I think Boston and Milwaukee are the favorites, but I could see them getting knocked off because it's all about matchups and and they tend to struggle. Uh, And I could see maybe a Sixers team or Cleveland, even my Knicks here, pull up a pull up. All right, so it's going to be really interesting. you had me uh, until All right. your Knicks. I mean, you really did. You had me until your Knicks. Everything else was excellent in analysis. The Knicks sitting at sixth in the Eastern Conference. There is a possibility the New York Knicks playing some decent basketball this season, Joe. Uh, it's the Knicks. That, man, can you imagine? Like, Knicks, Kings. Can you imagine? Look, I am a, I am a Sixers fan, so I'm born and bred to hate the Knicks. I want to make sure that's clear. That being said... The NBA is better when the Knicks are relevant. I would like to see the Knicks in the playoffs. I'd like to see the Knicks make some noise. I'm not anti-Knicks. I'm supposed to be, but I'm not. But every now and again, you get these phone calls about like, yeah, you know, here are the teams that can threaten uh, Milwaukee and Giannis, the Suns with Durant, the Knicks. Those are the teams. It's like easy on the Knicks. Let's see a little bit more, but I like the optimism. Mikhail Bridges losing him. I agree with the caller. Big blow to the Phoenix Suns. Great get for the Nets in that transaction. Uh, listen, they had to give up somebody in order yeah. to get Kevin Durant. Like, that's how it works. I was shocked that they were able to retain DeAndre Ayton. I thought he was going to have to be in that deal. I thought that was a credit to the Suns. We'll see how it all works out. That's always the problem with these kind of trades, though. When you trade for superstars, you're going to have to give up pieces, and they are going to end up being some key pieces of your team. Let's go ahead and spin the wheel. Ian, Ian is in Montana. Ian, thanks for the call. What do you have? So worst outfits ever. Uh, In the late 90s, early 2000s, I went to my freshman year in college. Everyone loved soccer, so I wore Umbro shorts with the long Adidas, like, athletic socks that were, like, green or purple or blue with uh, slides. And the upside-down and backwards visor with the pick in the back look. Oh, my. Stop. What year was this? When were you in college? This would have been like 96, 97. Wow. Yeah. I That's your 90 starter. Yeah, right it, was, it, was, it was brutal. I can't believe that I met a woman that would actually uh, date me and then marry me later. Listen, I can, I, can, I can speak for all women and say we've, we've made a lot of questionable decisions uh, over the course of human history. Did you wear socks with the slides? Yes, yeah, the uh, long like Adidas ones that were like neon green or purple or whatever. Um, yeah, I thought I thought I could pull it off, and uh, and I could not. You could not. No one can. That's excellent. Uh, excellent work, though, for you revealing that on national radio. That is your male mid nineties starter kit. The female mid nineties starter kit. I'm going to throw this out there. Any females who want to call the show, let us know if I'm wrong. I would say it was a choker necklace, right? Yes. The choker. Yes. Jenko jeans, big okay. baggy Jenko jeans. Yes. Doc Martin boots. Yes. And then from a shirt perspective, it was just like a horizontal a striped shirt, right? Oh, okay. Tank top well, as well. Maybe. I never rocked Versatility. that look. I, I know exactly what oh, look right. you're talking no, about. Oh, right. No, of course. I never rocked that look. I had some no. questionable fashion choices. I'm not suggesting I didn't. Just Doc Martens and the Jenko jeans. Yeah. That was never part of my look that I had going on. You but I had a lot of interesting I don't buy her. 
I'm telling Either you. Either she was a nerd Jenkins. or she's lying. Those are the only two options there. Only she's a nerd options. or she's lying. I was uh, an interesting character. Uh, I, you know, I'll have to dig up some photos. I'm sure they're somewhere. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to send them your way. I, I'm here to tell you, my, my fashion was always excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I always looked my best. Freddie and Fitzsimmons, they've always looked their best. They're coming up next. Not Thanks Ian. for listening to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.